Right. Let's turn our attention now to Kay Oliver, who's standing by um, and standing in for Gavin Gray on the UK Report. Good morning, Kay. Good morning, Saskia. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Really good. Excellent. The, oh, the headlines in the news is not so good. Russia is now at war with NATO and the West. Putin has taken the conflict in Ukraine up a notch. Senior EU uh, officials admit uh, following Germany, Britain's and America's decision to supply tanks. So we don't seem to be getting closer to peace talks. Seems to be going in the opposite direction. Absolutely, Saskia. And really, as we move towards the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, that's Mm. going to happen on February the 24th. The Secretary General of the EU's External Action Service, this is Stefano Sonino, he suggested that basically Putin has moved beyond his special military operation and is now moving the war to a different stage. We know that the US, Britain, Poland, Germany, so many countries are now involved in this and it's Mm. seen almost as if the war now is up against NATO and the West as well as Ukraine and it's um, basically very worrying times here and in the past 72 hours alone Moscow's forces have been attempting to break through Ukraine's front lines in the Donbass region so this really is a, a worrying ongoing situation Billions and billions of dollars from America, pounds from this country, people getting involved to try and bring this dreadful conflict to a conclusion. But at the moment, it seems to be moving, moving further and further into an escalation. It really, really is um, a story to watch and is developing. Um, and every every turn, we think perhaps it will take the corner that we're hoping it would take, but it does seem to be going in the opposite direction. Um, opposition leader Sir Keir Starmer is singing for joy. This is following a revelation that lifelong conservative supporter, the legendary pop icon Rod Stewart, has switched allegiance. Can you tell us a little bit more about how this came about? Because it actually seems quite amazing. Well, this is a strange thing, Saskia, because uh, there was a phone-in about Mm. the state of the NHS, and one of the people who phoned in was the legendary crooner Rod Stewart. Now, he said that he has never seen Britain in such a bad state. He himself has offered to pay for... 20 people to have what he would perceive to be life-saving scans because the queues for NHS treatment, National Health Service treatment in this country are now running into millions and millions. He's offered to pay for these scans and he also said that he really felt it was time for the Conservative ruling party here to hand the keys over to secure Starmer's Labour Party to see if they could do a better job of what's currently going on with the situation in this country, particularly the NHS, who we're now hearing another move might be made to keep people at home but to monitor them via their computer terminals. So in other words, they might have had an an operation. Mm. They're supposed to go home and be monitored at home. Whether that's going to work is is another kind of a debate that's being being had at the moment. Do you think that this is signalling that um, Britons are maybe at the end of their tether now um, when someone who has been such a lifelong conservative supporter, such as Rod Stewart, can be so openly saying, "Eh, it's time to switch allegiances and do something different? differently. Well, the, the, the point here, Saskia, is that I think people are at the end of their tether. We've yes. got the 
the biggest uh, NHS strike in history taking place on February the 6th. Some people just want to see action and end to all these strikes and basically not sticking plaster upon all the wounds that there currently exist in this country, but some really firm, decisive action. Hmm. Now, speaking to business leaders this week, the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, has begged people who have retired early or have been off sick since COVID to get back to work to help the UK economy amid an epidemic of inactivity, kind of like a Britain needs you campaign. Absolutely. Britain does need you and Britain needs everyone to get back to work. Now, the thing is, the point that came out as well this week was that they are actually going to bring forward, and this is going to happen in the next budget, plans for people who were born in the 1970s now to carry on working until they're 68 years old. This is a plan that originally was going to happen in 2040. So along with this comes a statement they want people to get back to work, people who might have kind of thought it was better to take early retirement and not get taxed to high heaven on their pensions. So we're in the middle of kind of this maelstrom of what do people actually do? What do older people do with their lives? And obviously there's a lot of productivity still Mm. in some older people and the government wants to tap into that because the fear is that so many jobs here aren't being filled and there are able, good people out there still very fit as they move into their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, they could be at work. So let's see if there are tax incentives or some kind of breaks that are brought in to bring those people back to the workforce because it's an, it's a, a pool of talent sitting there that could, could be absolutely vital at this time. 100%. Definitely a pool of talent that could be tapped. Now, a story that made headlines globally, um, we see that uh, there's actually been a development on um, a Scottish transgender double rapist, Isla Bryson, has now left a woman's prison after 48 hours as and is now in an all-male unit. This, of course, came after uh, SNP leader Nicola Sturgeon was forced into a screeching U-turn. She changed course 24 hours after her own justice secretary backed the Scottish Prison Service's decision to put the transgender double rapist, previously known as Adam Graham, into the female unit. His former wife um, has slammed the move, saying he transitioned to avoid going into a male prison. Massive debate has raged around this one. I mean, even me saying his former wife, I feel a bit strange saying that because this person has declared themselves to be transgender. So I want to say their former wife. Um, But this is one that's caused a massive debate. Well, absolutely, and it's in Scotland where they were Mm. trying to get legislation through that people, once they hit the age of 16, they could make without a medical certificate the assumption as to which gender they would choose to be. So Nicola Sturgeon now into this this U-turn. We've got Isla... Isla, Sorry, Bryson. Bryson is now yeah. in a male. Bryson is now in a male unit, um, and now we're also hearing that there are other other um, plans for a a transgender who stalked a thirteen year old girl whilst identifying as a man. He's now been transferred, or there are plans to transfer him to a women's prison. There's another uproar going on about that in Scotland. So this is an ongoing debate. People who have spoken out about this transgender vow, mm. they are being kind of vilified as well. So it's a very difficult, edgy subject mm. there, Saskia. And what is going to happen at the end of all of this is um, 
still very much up in, in the air. We can see that Nicola Sturgeon on, on this last case of Isla Bryson has been forced into this screeching U-turn. Mm. We wonder what's going to happen with the latest, the latest round that's coming up. Well, I just think that it's something that probably um, political leaders and government leaders across the world might need to be thinking about when it comes to um, incarceration and, 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 and that kind of thing. Because the, um, you know, the transgender, the LGBTQI plus community, um, just really this movement is not going to go away. So it seems like we need to be rethinking these things before we actually faced with the actual situation. Absolutely. And mm. I think that the only way forward is to have clear, concise debate mm. and actually come up with a universal agreement as to how this is handled because there is an awful lot of controversy and it needs to get sorted. Now, the other uh, story um, that people around the world have been watching, or should I say family, is the uh, the royal family. And um, there's been lots of news on that front of late, despite Prince Harry's bombshell revelations about members of his um, family in the book, in the Netflix series. More than half of Brits think that he should be at the coronation in May. However, a poll for Ipsos in the UK revealed that the Prince of Wales is now the most popular royal. Meanwhile, King Charles III is set to break with tradition by opting to wear a military uniform for his big day on May the 6th. And he's expected to arrive in the uniform of the Admiral of the Fleet. I can't help but just think that as much as we want to say that this family and... um, the monarchy is irrelevant. We have our eyes and our ears all peeled watching every single move in the story as it unfolds. Well, absolutely. And May the 6th is going to be a day of fantastic revelation. Mm. Of course, people want to know if Harry is going to come to the coronation. Um, it's interesting, Saskia, actually, that younger people, we're talking about this Ipsos poll, mm. 75% of 18 to 34-year-olds think that Prince Harry should definitely be at the coronation. It seems that older people aren't quite so keen, but only 30% said no, he shouldn't be there. So there's, there's kind of a, a big move to get Harry there, whether or not he is going to come and make that balcony appearance, which we were talking about last week, mm. is another matter. He could obviously be in the country. His popularity still up there but obviously it seems the Prince of Wales his brother Prince William is now the most popular royal and he and Kate have been out doing their PR exercises they're very much in in kind of everybody's um, vision they're working towards improving um, education for children Uh, I think Princess Kate is looking particularly at helping nursery school she's she's very much into youngsters should get a good education so they are they are they are out there on the world stage and they're doing very well we're also waiting to see um, King Charles walk into Westminster Abbey what is he going to be wearing as you said the Admiral of the Fleet uniform but he's also going to have it's rumoured the St Edward's crown which was made in 1661 for the coronation of King Charles II and that's got 400 gemstones in it alone so it's going to be a really elaborate fantastic day and let's uh, wait to see if Prince Harry does does make that balcony appearance Yes, I mean is it just a foregone conclusion that if he does attend the coronation Prince Harry that he will make it onto the balcony? 
Well, I I think there could be there's there's probably a solution here that he could be at the coronation, but he won't be on the balcony. That is where my money might be sitting at the moment. Right. I don't know about your thoughts on that matter, but it might be the most diplomatic way to handle it. Right. And then I'm just very curious about um, why everyone making a fuss about uh, King Charles opting to wear the military um, uniform, because he would not have be the first monarch to opt for being... Um, uh, crowned in military uniform, if I recall. I think it was also a King Charles, actually, um, that wore a military uniform previously. But also, if we look at his family, his sister, they've often opted, instead of traditional uh, dress, to opt for their military um, regalia. Well, we saw that, didn't we, in mm. the uh, funeral procession of the Queen? Yes, they do wear their, their military regalia. So I just think normally they might have expected... King Charles III to wear a mourning suit to be to be uh, given the uh, the crown and the scepter and everything else that's going to take place. But it does seem that uh, they, they are anticipating this uniform, the Admiral of the Fleet. So again, it's uh, they're calling it a break with tradition, but I think really it's it's probably what um, what one might expect, as you quite rightly say, Saskia. <sighs> Right. Let's look at your last. Uh, I want to ask you about the staff at a firm of top London lawyers who have been told that they should dress like members of a high-end club. I want you to tell me what that means also, as opposed to wearing suits that make them look like bankers or um, estate agents. Well, this high-end club that we're talking about, I think um, that um, Aisha Vardeg, who's one of, she's a diva of divorces, she wants her firm decked out as if they're going to the nightclub Annabelle's, which is where royalty and all the celebrities um, hang out, go to. Yes, absolutely. And the thing is, she wants people to walk into her offices dressed as if they're going to one of these clubs. And apparently she's quite keen on gold leather trousers, Uh, scarlet Doc Martens, pink hair, so you can be as flamboyant as you as you want to be. What she doesn't want is people in dark tailored suits, looking as if they're about to sell you a house or an apartment or walk into a bank. So it's a it's a whole new whole new take on it. I once worked for a company, uh, morning television company, where it was basically everyone was seen to be wearing pink all the time. Pink is a very lively colour. And if you went went into this particular TV studio wearing wearing a black outfit, you were seen as not thinking in a, in a bright, pleasant, happy way. <laughs> I must tell you that um, if I were to get a lawyer, I would prefer one that's dressed in a suit than one that was dressed in gold leather trousers with pink hair and scarlet Doc Martens. Absolutely. Well, it does. It, it's, it's a whole professional look, isn't it? And I think if ever you, you wanted to upset anyone, you just just walk into a, a TV studio wearing a black outfit, and you were seen as not perhaps being a maybe you were seen as a, a, a diva of a, a different kind, a bit of a Debbie Downer. I think yellow's a, I think yellow's a good colour. I think it's a brilliant colour. <laughs> All right. Well, Kay, absolutely wonderful chatting to you today uh, on the UK Report, and we wish you an absolutely top Sunday. And you as well. Love to speak to you, Saskia. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That, of course, Kay Oliver standing in on the UK report.